Today's big question is, how will you respond to wisdom? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. We're going to dive into episode 72 today as we take a look at Proverbs 8, 22 through 36. It's a long passage today. We're going to read it and talk about the language and the meaning and then connect it with our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get to all of that, let's start with prayer. Father, thank you that we can be here today. Thank you for the technology that makes this possible. Thank you for your word that we can open it together, that we have access to it, that when we dig into it, you teach us, that your spirit is with us and you will open these scriptures to our understanding. Pray that as we proceed today, that all of the things that we say and do and think would be guided by you and glorifying to you. In Jesus' name, amen. As I read it, Note that the I that you hear in these verses, the I that you hear talking is wisdom. So let's take a look at Proverbs 8, 22 through 36. The Lord acquired me at the beginning of his creation. Before his works of long ago, I was formed before ancient times. From the beginning, before the earth began, I was born. When there were no watery depths, when no springs filled with water, before the mountains were established, prior to the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the land, the fields, or the first soil on earth, I was there when he established the heavens, when he laid out the horizon on the surface of the ocean, when he placed the skies above, when the fountains of the ocean gushed out, when he set a limit for the sea so that the waters would not violate his command. When he laid out the foundations of the earth, I was a skilled craftsman beside him. I was his delight every day, always rejoicing before him. I was rejoicing in his inhabited world, delighting in the children of Adam. And now, sons, listen to me. Those who keep my ways are happy. Listen to instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Anyone who listens to me is happy, watching at my doors every day, waiting by the posts of my doorway. For the one who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But the one who misses me harms himself. All who hate me love death. Chapter 8, the chapter that we're in, is titled Wisdom's Appeal and is a description about how valuable wisdom is and what great things she can do for us. Today's verses are the second half of the chapter, and they're really written very differently than much of what we have been reading. Here's how today is going to go. We're going to talk about some general ideas about this passage and then dig into the meaning. And then we're going to talk about the results that apply to our reaction to wisdom as she talks about herself in the whole chapter. Some things that you need to know about this passage are that wisdom is again personified, that the I is wisdom, and that this passage is a hymn, a song describing wisdom's role in creation. In this passage, we see that wisdom is an attribute of God involved with him from the very beginning, involved with creation. The idea is that God created wisdom or possessed or fathered wisdom. 
before creation as we know it. Now, the ESV uses the word possessed, and that's probably the most accurate translation. The ESV also says that it was the first of his acts of old, and it indicated that all God created and all that he does are the result of his wisdom. Much of the language of this passage can be found in other books of the Bible. It probably played a role, for example, in the way that the New Testament authors describe Jesus, like Paul did in Colossians 1.17 when he said, And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. The passage indicates that wisdom preceded creation and delights in it. Now, although this passage probably should not be considered a direct description of Christ— It absolutely does provide an Old Testament background for Christ as both the Word of God and the wisdom of God. John 1, 1 through 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. 1 Corinthians 1, 24 says, But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Colossians 2.3 says, In Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, let me take you back for a moment to chapter 3. And if you want to listen to the episode where we talked in more detail about this, you can go back and find it. It's episode number 47 if you're listening to the podcast. Proverbs 3.19-20 through 20 say this, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds drop down the dew. We see wisdom both present at creation, as we see in today's verses, but the verb in the last line is the present tense. By knowledge, the clouds drop dew. There's an ongoing work of wisdom in creation today. Now think about this for a moment. Wisdom as a characteristic of God, which is personified here, had a role in creation. From chapter 3, the verses that we read, everything was made with wisdom. Today's verses say wisdom was a skilled craftsman next to God at creation. That very same wisdom, present at creation, is available to us as we walk the path of life. Available to you every moment as the Spirit is within you. Can you marvel at that with me for a moment? It's amazing. It is awe-inspiring to understand that that very wisdom is accessible to you every single day. This final paragraph in this chapter is a summary statement, and it's not only a summary for this chapter's words about why wisdom is so great, but really for all of the fatherly wisdom that we have found in Proverbs from chapter one up through where we are today and ongoing in the next chapter. It's summarizing all the teaching that we have been working through, and it says, Listen to wisdom and be blessed. You will be wise if you listen to the instruction of wisdom and you don't ignore it. The blessing is that you will find life. To obtain favor is to be someone in whom the Lord delights. You'll receive the favor of God. And if you neglect or shun wisdom, the result is death. Now, everyone I know wants to be happy. Everyone I know prefers that things go well for them in life. Living by God's wisdom is the surest path to both of those things, with the understanding that that can be completely unrelated to the circumstances that we're living in. Wisdom is how God made our universe, and we have access to that wisdom. We would be fools not to listen to her. Let's ask ourselves some questions. The idea that wisdom was instrumental in creation 
in God's work to form everything we know is mind-boggling when we realize that we have that same wisdom available to us. When he instructs us to listen and learn from her, what do you find most marvelous about that? The gift of God's wisdom is beyond measure. Frequently in Proverbs, we're told that it's more valuable than, than silver or gold. Today's description is another emphasis on her value. Do you value her according to her worth? And how does your life reflect that? The last few lines of this passage are pretty clear. Life and the favor of God to those who find wisdom, harm and death to those who miss or hate her. What do you need to do to make sure that you are making the right choice? Today's big question is, how will you respond to wisdom? If you want a place to see and answer these questions, they were pretty long-winded. If you want to keep track of what we're learning in Proverbs, we send out every Sunday night a set of free journal pages by email. So if you want to be on the list to receive those, go to getwisdom.link backslash email, getwisdom.link backslash email. And I'm happy to put you on that list and send them to you on Sunday evenings as well. As for me, not only am I marveling today at the amazing idea that we have access to the wisdom of God, I'm thinking today about the way that we treat wisdom in the church. We don't, actually. We kind of ignore the whole concept of wisdom. We do teach on aspects of Christian living, but we don't even call that the wisdom of God. We don't teach that there's very practical wisdom that we desperately need. And my heart cries for the church in that situation. No wonder that the world doesn't look very different for believers and non-believers. We're ignoring the wisdom of God. We're not supposed to live according to the same plan that the world does. And I'm thinking today about how wisdom was instrumental in creation. Wisdom was God's skilled craftsman and His delight. And it seems like we should pay attention to that, particularly when we have access to that very same wisdom. What an amazing reservoir of creativity and power and love is available to us in every moment. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Thank you for joining this teaching today. If you're watching the broadcast on the Grace on the Gravel Road Facebook page and you're benefiting from going through Proverbs and learning the wisdom, invite a friend to join you. We'll be back here on Wednesday at 10 a.m. and we would love to have both you and a guest with you. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show and tell a friend about it. Okay, let's close in prayer. Lord, we want to respond appropriately to your wisdom. That's our heart's desire. Now, we don't want it so that we can stay safe from harm, although that is <laughs> a powerful motivation. We don't even want it so that we can get the things that you tell us, like the life and the favor of God. That's also an amazing benefit. But our heart motivation is that we would love you better. We would know you more deeply, that we would be able to love others better because of that, and that we would live a life that honors and glorifies you. So give us that kind of wisdom, the kind that transforms our hearts into looking more and more like Christ each day. Amen. Amen, says Joanna. And Bernice says she's praying for the church to rise up in its focus on God's guidance. You know what? Let's just do that right now. Father, I come before you and I, I appreciate the emphasis that you've shown to me in your word on wisdom. Obviously, I'm reading wisdom literature, so that would be the emphasis, but we don't read it in the church and we don't understand that it's available and we don't understand that 
we have access to this thing that can drive our life and will keep us on the right straight paths. So I ask that you would create an awakening in the church to teach your wisdom, that you would draw your people to read the wisdom books, that you would bring them uh, face to face with teachings from wisdom and let them understand, let all of us understand that there is a, a direct guidance available for very practical things in our lives. So teach us to look for that. Teach us to seek it. Teach us to learn from it. Draw us to your heart. In Jesus' name, amen.